is coming up now on Established in the Faith. He went out and caught 300 foxes. I want you to notice here, there's no mention of the Spirit of God coming upon him to do this. God is not going to be a party and you making plans to get somebody back. God ain't got nothing to do with that. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles, would you turn with me please to the book of Judges, Judges chapter 15, we're going to be dealing with the subject of revenge today, revenge, Judges chapter 15, let's pick it up in verse 4, and Samson went and caught 300 foxes and took firebrands and turned tail to tail and put a firebrand in the midst between the two tails. And when he had set the firebrands on fire, he let them go into the standing corn of the Philistines and burn up both the shocks and also the standing corn with the vineyards and olives. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, lighting up foxtails. You're sitting here this morning with Brother James, I ain't ever done nothing like that. You'd be surprised. Lighting up foxtails. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before your throne of grace today. We just thank you for all of your many blessings of life and life itself. And I thank you this morning for every person that took out the time to come to worship you today and to hear your word. And Lord, I ask for the anointing of your spirit to rest upon me. Help me to rightly divide this word of truth. Anoint you people to hear and receive and be drawn closer to you is my prayer today. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen and Amen. This right here has to be one of the most childish acts recorded of a child of God in the entirety of the Bible. The thing about it is, it is done by one of the most uniquely gifted individuals in the Bible, Samson. His actions here are totally uncalled for, especially to this extreme. Nothing good come out of this. It definitely wasn't the ways of God. But Samson wanted revenge. He desired to marry a Philistine woman. Him and his parents went down to Timnath to make the arrangements. And while there, he went into a vineyard. He was attacked by a lion. Thank God for his grace and mercy 
the power of God came on Samson and he was able to kill that lion. But he didn't tell anybody. He didn't want anybody to know. Him and his parents go back home and a few months later, Samson and his family are going back down now to proceed with this wedding. And Samson goes and visits where this lion attacked him. And he sees the carcass of this lion laying there. And some bees have made a hive there in the carcass of the lion. And Samson reaches in and he gets him some honey and he eats it and he gives it to his parents. And they go on down to Timnath and he prepares a feast for the Philistines that are there. And instead of giving these people a true testimony of what God did for him concerning the lion, he decides to riddle the people, gambling that they won't be able to figure it out. Well, the Philistines went to his wife and said, you better find out the meaning of this riddle. Or don't we going to kill you and all your father's house? So she pestered Samson, laid upon him sore, the Bible says. And Samson finally gave in and told her the riddle. She went back and told them. And Samson was mad. He went out then and killed 30 Philistines and took their garments to pay off a gambling debt. He was still mad about the situation. He had been betrayed. So he goes home and stays for a little while, pouting. He took a young kid some months later and went back down to Timnath and was going to go in to his wife and make amends. And her father meets him at the door and says, What are you doing? I'm going to take my wife. Well, I've given her to another man. Here, take my other daughter, her sister. Samson didn't like that. So he was mad. He wanted revenge. When you look at this situation, yes, Samson was betrayed. But if you'll properly evaluate the situation... The whole thing was Samson's fault. And, if, and if, if, you, if you've got a grudge against somebody today, somebody's betrayed you, they've done you wrong, properly evaluate the situation and look at yourself. Because nine times out of ten, it's going to be your fault. This whole thing was Samson's fault. He had no business... Marrying this Philistine woman. The Bible forbid Israel to marry outside their own people. And for you young people listening to me today and you're looking for a mate, let me tell you what the Bible says. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Dana, if you will, put it up on the screen. 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. 
If you're looking to marry a young man or looking to marry a young lady, you need to make sure that their faith is properly placed in Jesus Christ, who he is and what he did at Calvary. You need to make sure they're saved. That's number one. Let me tell you this. When you found somebody that loves Jesus Christ and this Bible that I hold in my hands more than you, then my friend, you found the right one. Samson had no business going into a vineyard. It went against his Nazarite vow. They weren't supposed to eat any kind of grape products. A type of the Christian that wants to see just how close to the world you can get without getting burned. He comes back later. Sees this honey in the carcass touching a dead body. The Nazarite vow forbid for a Nazarite to touch a dead body. And here he is. Oh, well, Brother James, there was honey in there. I don't care how much honey was in there. He had no business fooling around with a dead lion carcass. He should have given a true testimony to those Philistines and testified of what God did for him rather than playing games let me tell you this when you play the devil's game you always lose you hear what I tell you sir you can flirt around with that young lady on the job you can play that game if you want to but you're going to get burned is anybody in here hearing what I'm saying? When you play the devil's game, you're going to get burned. A man can't walk the hot coals of fire and his feet not be burned. And Samson's playing games and he got burned and he's mad. And he escalates. He makes this situation much larger than what it is. What do you mean? Well, the problem now is between Samson, his father-in-law, his wife, and this other man that his father-in-law gave his wife to. It only involves just a few people. But what Samson does, it affects everybody. And that's what revenge does. It don't just affect the few people involved. It winds up affecting everybody. He went out and caught 300 foxes. Judges 15 verse 4. Now I want you to notice here. There's no mention of the Spirit of God coming upon him to do this. God is not going to be a party when it comes to revenge. And you making plans to get somebody back. God ain't got nothing to do with that. But I want you to think about this now. 300 foxes. Foxes are hard to catch. He had to go out in the woods and cut down trees. And make traps to catch these foxes. To outfox a fox. 
He had to build cages at home to store all of these animals. And then he had to feed them and look after them. Can you imagine the time it took to do all of this? The energy it takes to do, the resources it takes to do all this. My point is this, revenge takes a lot of time, energy, and resources for what? For nothing. Because the end result was no good. Didn't do any good at all. The end result didn't turn out well. I remember as a little boy in elementary school, about second or third grade, I guess. No little girl in there. She was the prettiest thing. And I tried to make friends with her. And another little boy, she had caught his eye too. And so while I was over there trying to make friends with her, he came over and made some remarks and made me look bad. I said, that's all right, buddy. I get you. I fix you. Well, back behind the school, the janitor had been out there washing out some filters or something. And there was a water hose laying out there rolled up. And I went over there and opened the thing a little bit and got it real nice and slick over there. And while we were out there playing on the playground, I went over there and I pushed him and made him start chasing me. And I had it figured in my mind, I'm going to run around over there where that slick spot is. I know where it's at. I'm going to jump over it. He won't see it and know it's there. He'll slip and fall down in that mud hole, and then I'll, I'll get you, buddy. Well, guess who slipped and fell in the mud hole? That was the day, Mama, you had to bring me some new britches to school because I had muddied mine up in case you didn't know. It's been a long time ago now. Revenge never turns out good. It always hurts others. And it hurts you when you hold a grudge against other people. In verse 4, it says, He took those foxes, he turned them tail to tail with a firebrand in the midst. This is cruelty to animals. If it happened today, people have been locked up for doing less than that to animals. But revenge doesn't care who or what it hurts. Just basically says, I'm going to get mine. And God's man, the most uniquely gifted individual of that day, the man who God chose to deliver Israel from the Philistines of that day, set those foxtails on fire, and let them go. Judges 15 verse 5. Set the firebrands on fire. Let them go into the standing corn of the Philistines. Burned up both the shocks and the standing corn. The vineyards. And the olives. You think of that. The shocks. What was that? The Philistines had then been out there harvesting the wheat. When they'd harvest the wheat they would pile it up in the piles. 
come back with a cart later on and throw it on the cart, take it to the threshing floor and whatever the case. Burned up everything. All that hard work, gone. All of this good that could have been used to help people, gone. You say, well, Brother James, I ain't never done nothing like that. Well, church folks are the worst ones for lighting up foxtails and letting them go. A business meeting doesn't go like you think it ought to go. You go home and you put something on Facebook for the whole world to see. Some of you ladies get in the beauty shop and things didn't go like you thought it was supposed to go at the church and you sit down and you start talking. A lot of foxtails get lit up at a beauty shop. You know I'm telling the truth. But you see, the foxtails always get lit and it seems like it's by the same ones. It's the same ones that are constantly stirring up something and causing trouble in the church. Same ones. Dana, if you will, put it up on the screen. Proverbs 26, verse 20. Proverbs 26, verse 20 says, Where no wood is, there the fire goeth out. So where there is no tailbearer, strife ceaseth. As coals are to burning coals and wood to fire, so is a contentious man that kindles strife. The words of a talebearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. James chapter 3, beginning in verse 5. Dana, if you will, put that up. Even so the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. What Samson did, the whole world was on fire. As far as the eye could see, the crops were on fire. Everything was burned up. The vineyards, the olives, everything. Like a precursor to Armageddon. And the Philistine said, Judges 15 verse 6, Who has done this thing? And they answered, Samson, the son-in-law of the Timnite, because he has taken his wife and given her to his companion. Who has done this thing? Samson, the son of the Timnite. You know, Samson, ain't he the preacher over there at such and such church? Who has done this thing? Well, ain't that the head deacon over there at such and such in church? Well, I thought, how could he do such a thing? I thought he was the bus driver. How in the world did they do such a thing? I thought they were a good member and good standing there at the church at so-and-so. 
people take notice of such as this. And it's a black eye on God's people when that happens. The Philistines strike back, if you look there in verse 6, Judges 15, verse 6. They came up and they burnt Samson's wife and her father with fire. You see what's happening here is the beginning of a never-ending cycle of people getting hurt and back and forth, back and forth. A lot of what we see happening in the news today can be laid at the feet of revenge. I'm going to get you back, buddy. It's not good. Samson strikes back. If you look there in verse 7, he said unto them, Though you have done this, yet will I be avenged of you, and after that I will cease. Revenge always has to have the last word. Revenge always has to have the last say. It never ends. Verse 8, he smote them hip and thigh with a great slaughter and went down and dwelt in the top of rock Edom. I want you to notice there in verse 8, the Holy Spirit uses the word down again. He went down. When you set your heart to get somebody back, child of God, when you set your mind on revenge and getting someone back, you're on an ever-downward spiral, spiritually speaking. And when Samson does this thing, and he kills these Philistines... There's no mention of Samson ever going back home to be with his family. When you set yourself to do, to get revenge on someone else, you're on an ever downward spiral and it separates you from the ones you love. This game of revenge separated Samson from his loved ones. And you know, when you've got it in for somebody else, you know they're going to retaliate and come back. It, it, it keeps you in a state of being on high alert all the time. It, it causes you to have anxiety. And I wonder today how many people are taking pills And it can all be laid at the feet of revenge. I'm going to get you back, buddy. Probably more than you know. Let me close out today with this. If you'll go back up to verse 1, Judges 15, verse 1. It came to pass within a while after in the time of Wheat harvest. That's when this took place. I believe that the church 
is entering into a time of a great harvest of souls like we've never seen before in all of church history. And church, I think it's time that we put our petty differences aside. And I think it's time that we love one another like the Bible says, and we forgive one another, and we help one another. And we come together and work together and let's bring in this last day harvest and stop lighting up foxtails. Because all it does is destroy. The world out here sees it. And those that are trying to come in and get saved, it's confusing, it's discouraging to them. And it does more harm than it does good. And if you've got a grudge against someone today and... Somebody's done you wrong, there's an answer to it. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. You take that thing and you place it in the hands of the Lord and ask God to deal with it. And trust God to deal with that situation. Don't you try to deal with it because when you try to deal with it and handle it yourself, you're just lighting up foxtails. And the end result is not going to be good. program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to establishinthefaith.com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMET community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you. (music) 